Welcome to the Freight Broker Bootcamp audio experience, and I'm your host, Dennis Brown. We're going to talk about how my guest, who is a freight agent, went through my program, Freight Broker Bootcamp, and then started his own freight agency and is now making six figures working from home from Canada, right? So he's got a really cool story. We're going to dive into it. This is my guest, Mosin Sheikh. Is that correct? That is correct, Dennis. Hi, Dennis. All right. Very good. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm excited that you're here. Um, give everybody a quick 60-second intro into you. Hi, everyone. My name is Mohsen Sheikh. I, I got acquainted to logistics and being a freight agent back in Ukraine where I was actually studying. I'm actually from India, by the way. And uh, I was studying in Ukraine uh, back in 2019. And that's where I got a part-time job as a student, uh, as a cold caller, and it was a freight brokerage company. I hated that job. I, I really didn't like it. It was very depressing, uh, but I somehow survived there for a few months, and uh, I, I finally left the job. But uh, that is the point where I realized that this might be something, you know, that I could uh, scale up on and I could work on. And uh, I, I tried to find some sources and I ended up uh, coming across the Freight Booker Bootcamp. I started from the YouTube videos and uh, it, it, I, I got really interested in that. So that's how I went on and I started as an agent in uh, October of uh, 2020. And uh, here I am now with Dennis. Okay, awesome. So <laughs> you're from, originally you were born and raised in India. Yeah. You moved to the Ukraine as a student that was your right. first experience with the freight brokerage business, right? You started doing cold calls. It wasn't very fun. You yeah. moved on, migrated to Canada. Now you live in Canada. True. And you're also a student. Am I correct? That is correct. Okay. Yes. So talk to us about that. Are you a full-time student, part-time student? What are you I'm studying? A, I'm studying business management. I'm a full-time student and uh, I'm also doing freight brokerage as an agent. You heard it correctly, people. He's a full-time student, which means he's probably doing 15 credits or more, right? I mean, credit hours, he's got probably four or five classes per semester, right? Something like that. Yeah. And he's also an agent. Now, tell us, just just to kind of tease everybody along here, in February, the last month, because yeah. it's, or it's um, actually in January, I'm sorry, it's February now. In yeah. January, tell us what your numbers were as an agent, gross sales, Gross problem. Um, in, in, in revenue, it was uh, 120,000. And mm -hmm. uh, we did around 18,500 approximately in uh, gross profit. And then you as an agent, what's your commission split? It's 70%. 70%. So yes. it's pretty easy math, people. 70% of 18,000, if I'm not mistaken, that's probably around 13 grand. Yeah. So I would dare to say that you are probably the only student in your entire school, let alone the business management program yeah. that has a business that he's already running, that he's making, he, that he just made roughly estimate $13,000 a month in profit from. Okay. So congrats, number one, congrats to you. I mean, that's amazing. I say that because it's hard enough to run a business, right? Especially a startup, right? A young business. It's hard enough to be a full-time student but it's really hard to do both and do them both well, right? So, I mean, I don't want to overlook that. That's that's very important. It's the first, I think that's the first I've ever had a student who was running a business while still a student. I've had them 
they were still driving truck or they were still had another job of some sort, but I think it's a first time student wise. So congrats on that. So when did you launch your brokerage? Uh, so I, I started as a freight agent with a brokerage company back in October 2020. So initially, of course, I didn't have any customers. I did have uh, the skills and knowledge of how to get customers because I used to work. Uh, I, I did that part-time job as a cold caller. Right. And uh, and that's where I started. I, I did remember some of the contacts that I, I might have made some positive contacts with, and I started with them. And uh, I remember the first month, uh, which was October of 2020, I made six thirty dollars in profit. So six hundred and thirty dollars in profit. Six hundred and thirty dollars in profit, and and uh, for some reason, I I thought like, okay, this this sounds good. This can work out. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was the first month because I was still studying, and I, I am still studying at the moment as well. It wasn't uh, really easy to you know. Uh, do both the things at once uh, but because I was still in Ukraine at that time I used to study I used to study in the morning and I used to do this from no like evening to midnight because we have a time difference between uh, you know the US and uh, Ukraine so it somehow uh, worked out that way and then I moved to Canada in 2021 the time difference went time difference went away for some reasons and I, I couldn't really manage my studies and work at at once so that is when I decided to hire people um, and I at the moment I have two employees who work uh, for me uh, they work remotely from India and uh, I, I personally trained them online of course uh, I uh, taught them what they need to know what they have and how to do things and uh, yeah that's how it's going so far. All right, great. So you had both of those going on, going on at once. So you probably weren't getting a whole lot of sleep. Um, yeah. And then once you migrated to Canada, you're in the Toronto area, right? Yes, I am. Um, you then time difference didn't work in your favor, so you had to hire some employees. So you hired. You actually have employees that are remote that live in India that you trained. And what yeah. are the jobs that they're doing? Describe the jobs. Are they mainly on the operation side, finding trucks and dispatching and doing that, or are they mainly on the sales side? Uh, they're mainly on the operations side. Uh, they they deal with the carriers and finding trucks and everything because I, as I, as I told you, I deal with power only. Uh, so truck is uh, something we find for our trailers, being trailer as our commodity. So that's my niche. Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. I'm, that was going to be my next question. So your niche is power only. Right. So power yes. only for people that don't understand that. Can you describe that for them? Because we have a lot of new people and even people that have experience that have never, uh, never heard of that niche. Talk to us a little bit about your niche. Power only is uh, uh, that we deal with trailers. Our commodity itself is trailer. Uh, so we have customers who are either manufacturers, dealers, or uh, just any other person who has trailers and they need it to be moved from point A to B. Maybe they're uh, sending it to their their customers or they maybe need to be, they maybe need this these trailers to be sent to some of their other facilities or maybe they're just dealers who need all these tra uh, trailers going to their different locations uh, to be sold. So all those kind of uh, uh, people, the customers that we deal with and uh, 
So that is basically our commodity. And yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So anybody, anybody who needs to move a trailer from point A yeah. to point B, you provide the power, you provide the tractor, not the trailer. Right. 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 Okay, cool. Exactly. All right. So yeah, that's an interesting niche. So how did you come upon that niche? Why did you decide on that niche? What was your process? What was your thought process there? It again goes back to my cold calling job that I was working with. So uh, they were having some different niches uh, when they were the list that I was working on was a power only niche. Uh, I got you. <laughs> and so it's 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 just that I felt comfortable doing that as I yeah knew. it makes sense you had some familiarity with it right you had yeah. some familiarity from a previous job which is yeah. no different than somebody else who maybe used to work in the steel industry and now they're going to focus on the steel niche or work, used to work in the produce industry they're going to focus on the produce niche or the oil and gas industry vice versa I mean it's all the same right you use something that was familiar to you that you had a little bit of experience with and then you dove in and you expanded on it no I love that I think that's a very simple approach I mean it doesn't over, always have to be super complicated, right? Figuring out your right. niche. Sometimes it's the least common denominator. Okay. So I think that makes sense. So I love the fact that you're very niched down, right? First, how long did it take you to move your first load? I know you did $630 in profit your first month, but how long did it take you to move your first load? A week or two or three? How long did it take you before you think roughly did you move your first load? I think it was around two weeks. About two weeks. Yeah. Okay, cool. About All right, two great. Weeks, yeah. And talk to us about that customer experience. How did that happen? Was it somebody that you had talked to in the past? Was it a cold call? Was did you use LinkedIn? Did you did you meet them face to face? I mean, what was that experience like? First of all, when I started, I was really reluctant to do the cold calls all over again, because that's the only way I knew how it right. could be done, how I could get customers. Uh, but anyways, I started Googling for, you know, uh, different manufacturers and dealers who deal with my niche. And uh, I came across a few websites and I got a few emails and I sent them a few emails. Um, and uh, maybe it was one of the days that I got a response with, with a list of, units or trailers they have that needs to be moved and i was like okay this that there here it is <laughs> we already right. have a customer i guess i have a customer already and, and we have no contact and i haven't contacted him or anything i just sent like a bunch of emails like you know bulk emails to different mm -hmm. uh, different prospects and and they just responded with a list of uh, okay here is what we have if you could help uh, you know we could work something out and I, I started working on that list. And uh, I, I believe that was the second week uh, uh, when I when I ended up moving the first load. Or so did you so did you move the first load without ever having a conversation with the shipper or did you actually have a conversation with them? Before? I, I, never, I never had a conversation with them before and until I moved that trailer. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah. they sent out a load list because they yeah. saw that you might be able to help them. You then worked on that. We're fortunate enough. Now out of the, how many loads did they send you? How many trailers or opportunities did they send you? It was uh, roughly maybe 10 to 15. And out of that, you were able to move one load. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm talking so, about the first one. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And then they yeah. continued to send you. And eventually, right? yeah. They, yeah. 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 And so sometimes that's the way it starts, right? He, I mean, he emailed a bunch of companies in his niche. A few of them responded. They gave him an opportunity. 
And then at that point, he capitalized on the opportunity. Now, what I don't want you guys to get stuck stuck on is the fact that he did it all by email. Because whether you do it by email or whether you do it by phone or whether you do it by face-to-face, it's the same thing, okay? He started a conversation. And then at that point, when they gave him an opportunity, he capitalized on it, right? So not everybody's story of using load lists works that way, right? A lot of times, shippers will send out load lists And by the time you cover that load, you know, and call them back or you email them back, the load's already covered, right? And so sometimes that will happen. And so it gets very frustrating. And ideally in the, you probably don't operate that way now. You probably operate with your shippers where they give you dedicated freight. Is that one of the primary ways that you work? So you're not really working off of, they send you a list of 20 loads and then you just happen to cover Mm -hmm. one. You work on them all and hopefully cover, hopefully cover one. It doesn't work that way anymore. Are you more dedicated? They say, oh, hey, we want you to move these three loads. Right now, I have pretty, uh, let's say, a few good amount of customers that mm-hmm. uh, are, are that give most of the businesses. So uh, for some of them, it's, uh, it's like they send us a list, but it's an open list. But for some of them, they give us dedicated loads and right. they expect us to move them within a given frame of time. Which do you prefer and which is more profitable? Uh, it all depends on the lanes once again. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not a good lane, uh, we can't really, you know, it's, it's, it gets difficult to find a carrier locally who is willing to move it. Perfect. So, okay, great. So that describes a little bit about your first experience. So you were a little bit hesitant to do cold calling because of your past experience and the pain you kind of felt when you were working in Ukraine. And so you kind of went to cold email and then now are you doing the way you're getting customers now, new customers now, are you still leading kind of using cold email? Are you cold calling? Are you getting referrals? How do, how are the new customers coming? Like the last customer that you got that you moved loads for, how did that customer come about? The last one I would say was a referral, mm-hmm. uh, but I still do continue the cold calling and uh, after watching all those videos with the Freight Broker Bootcamp, I, 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 I started getting with the LinkedIn and all those sort of approaches, uh, which I didn't do before. Uh, right. But I, uh, but I, I think it's, it's a great approach uh, to have a soft touch with uh, the prospects on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and uh, to, to even cold call, but because it still works for some reason for me, it still works. Although I don't like it, I hate it. But that's something I still think uh, is a great approach. And uh, I, 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 most of the customers I have been working with are through cold calls. So here's what I want you guys to understand. You know, Mosin is on the whatever it takes plan. He doesn't enjoy cold calling. Very few people do. Yeah. Right. So the point is, though, he's made the commitment to himself and to his business that he's going to it's, it's worth the time and energy and the pain associated with the rejection you get because the return can be significant. And so here's my question. Like you, you did $18,000 in profit in January. We just talked about that a minute ago out of that $18,000. How many of how many customers does that different customers does that represent roughly? I would say five to seven. This is what I want you guys to hone in on. You can build a six-figure income working from home as a full-time student from Canada by having five or six customers, not 50, 
not 500, five or six. So here's the cool part. If that's a, all, that, if that's as far as Mosin's goals go is wanting to make a six figure income, make $18,000 a month. He probably doesn't have to do a ton more of cold calling. He probably doesn't have to do go out and do a lot of prospecting no matter what channel, because he's got an established customer base. Now you're always, there's always going to be a certain amount of attrition, but I can assure you, I don't know Mosin very well, but I can tell you, I bet he's not doing a hundred cold calls a day. <laughs> I bet that he's not doing 50 cold calls a day. I bet on most days he might do 10 or 20. Is that pretty accurate? Absolutely. That is exact <laughs> figure. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I, I want you to, it's important that we tell this story, Mosin, because a lot of people have a misconception that, you know, they're going to be making a hundred or 200 cold calls a day for the rest of their life. That's not the way it works. If you choose to do that up front, great. What you're going to do is you're going to be able to fold time. And what I mean by that is you're going to be able to compress your learning curve. You're going to be able to fill your funnel and you're going to be able to create more opportunities. But that isn't for everybody, and that's okay. We've seen lots of students, as well as, well as non-students, get customers through referrals, get customers face-to-face, -face, get customers using LinkedIn, get customers cold calling and emailing, cold emailing. You know, there's a bunch of different ways to do that. So I love the fact that you used email, but you've now realized that email's not the only way you can do it. You're using LinkedIn, you're using cold calling, you're using other channels and other strategies. So I love that. Congrats on that. Let's, let me move into a, a question that I get a lot about, and maybe you could lend your experience to it. And that is this, you know, markets go up and down, right? The truck to load ratio, sometimes rates are going up because there's less trucks than there are loads. Sometimes there's rates go down because there's more trucks than there is loads, right? So there's that supply and demand and each market is different. How do you accurately and effectively quote, do provide freight quotes for your shippers. So what is, what is the process for you? What is what, because you obviously, you know, you're not always the cheapest, you're not always yeah. the most expensive, but you're providing a quote that's creates enough value for the shipper and enough profit for you that it's worthwhile for both parties to engage. Talk to us a little mm -hmm. bit about that. Let's say I also do some uh, loads, uh, for example, in terms of uh, uh, harvest. Uh, okay. If we, if we talk about that, I use uh, the DAT tool to get an average. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, I ask my employees to get in touch with the carriers who have mm -hmm. trucks available in those lanes and to get some sense of what rates are they looking for and to get those numbers out. Uh, and then I go back to the customer and I quote for that particular lane. Uh, however, it's it's very different with the power only. That okay, so talk to us about how you price the power only. That's my main niche. Yes. It's been pretty standard. Uh, we have a standard figure depending on some particular lanes and uh, depending, of course, on the distance that it is covering. If it is going to be uh, a loadout or a tearaway move, uh, considering those factors uh, and depending, of course, on the weather conditions and the market conditions, um, there are some specific numbers that has been, for some reason, working out um, throughout those years since I started, and it's still working. Uh, so, so you do a there... per mile plus fuel rate then? Yes, yes. So you yes. have a per mile plus fuel rate 
based mm-hmm. upon the market that they're coming in and out of, right? So if you're, yeah. if it's hypothetically, if it was Buffalo to Atlanta, it would have a, probably a different rate than Boston to Chicago, right? right? Okay, right. good. So, so you have done enough research and spent enough time and done enough due diligence to understand what the per mile plus fuel rate is. Mm-hmm. And then you plug those matrix, you know, you plug those rates into the miles and into the seasonality and the conditions that are going on. And that allows you to find a truck and still make a margin. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes our margins are, let's say uh, 20%. Sometimes mm-hmm. it could be 70%. Right. And sometimes they're even lower, right? I mean, ultimately, if you did 18,000 in profit off 123,000 in in gross, you know, that's what, that's probably about 15%. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're in the same range of profit margin than most brokers. 15% is typically the norm, right? So, so yeah, so I like that. All right, cool. So that's a little bit about that. So talk to us about what would be your best piece of advice to a new broker that is looking to get his or her first shipper, what would be your best piece of advice? If you, you know, if you could give them one piece of advice, if you had just hired them and you sat them down day one and you said, okay, this is the most important thing you need to understand. What would that be? I would say it would be persistence and uh, just not to give up or to lose hope. You have to be spontaneous. You have to, uh, even if you hate that, even if you, let's say, hate cold calling, even if you hate searching through the emails and Google and LinkedIn, you would eventually find that one person who would let you in and uh, get you started and other, other things would follow up on. Like uh, with me, uh, I hated cold calling. I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't like it at all, but I still do it because I know it works for me. Uh, so persistence, of course, patience, and uh, I would say connection and networking is all you need to get started. And not to give hope, of course, because a lot of people, I, I believe, would just give up because it's too much stress and uh, you get you know nervous about these cold calls, these rejections that you get. Uh, because, of course, 95% of the times the, those those calls would be uh, rejections. Those would be the results. But you don't need that 95%. You only need that 1% to let you in. And uh, that's how you get started. Yeah, I love that. So it's really more around mindset, right? What you notice, he didn't, he didn't focus in on some specific script. He didn't focus in on some specific niche. He didn't focus in on some, you know, um, how to do X, Y, Z, what he focused in on was your mindset. Cause that's really what it is, right? Going into this. And this is what I like. This is what I used to tell people when I would hire them. It was like this, listen, um, I know you don't like the cold call. Nobody likes the cold call, but here's the thing. If I told you that you had to clean toilets every day for the next year for free. Now let that sink in. You had to clean toilets every day for the next year for free with no pay. But after that year, you were financially free. You were making six figures and you would never have to make another cold call again in your life. Would you do it? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Well, (laughs) here's the thing I can tell you. 
I'll cold call all day long and twice on Sundays till I'm blue in the face versus having to clean toilets. And I listen, there's people that clean toilets. There's nothing wrong with that. But the fact is most of them probably wish they were doing something else. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it really comes back to that mindset. Right. It really does come back to that mindset. So I'm glad that you focused in on that. Um, all right, most. And so let me ask you this. Is there any, any final words you want to share with the audience? I would say uh, <clears throat> that all those people who are getting started, if uh, it, it's going to be difficult, it's not going to be easy. You would be, uh, you know, stressed at times. You would be feeling down at times, but uh, it's all about you have to be consistent. You have to not give up and <clears throat> just follow the process. Just uh, look for the videos and advices on Facebook or Bootcamp. And uh, I, I, it has helped me out a lot because I was just a cold caller for, for that company. I didn't know anything about how the whole system works, how to get carriers, how to post loads, where to move, all those lanes, how to quote. I had no idea whatsoever about it. I was just a usual cold caller. That was my job, just to you know sell the script. I had this idea that okay, this might be something. Uh, you know, I, I I I feel I might be interested in, and uh, I got started. That way, I came across uh, Dennis' videos of Dennis so on YouTube, and uh, I, I really liked his approach, and uh, I ended up being a uh, member with the Fate Booker Bootcamp. It's really worth it if you are willing to stick to it. Love it. Perfect. And listen, guys, for those of you that aren't aware, you know, most of them went through my Freight Booker Bootcamp. My Freight Booker Bootcamp is something I've had for over a decade uh, we've trained over 10,000 students. We offer a 60-day, 100% unconditional money-back guarantee if for any reason you're not happy. Nobody else does that. Um, you know, Motion is a testament to that. Obviously, um, I gave him a, my course gave him a little bit of guidance and a little bit of confidence, but he did all the hard work, right? And you can tell why he's been successful. He's followed the plan, right? He became an agent. He niched down. He did his prospecting. He learned how to provide accurate freight quotes, you know, um, when he get, ran into an obstacle time-wise, he hired a couple of employees to try to make sure he could cover the loads. So he's doing all the right things. And uh, so I want to congratulate you, number one. Thank you, number two. And um, totally appreciate you being here. And uh, I look forward, maybe we'll have you back on uh, in another year with a quick update as to how everything's going in your business. So thank you so much. Listen, everybody, if you're curious about becoming a freight agent or a freight broker, and you don't quite know where to go and you're looking for some direction, right? You're on YouTube, you're on Google, and you just can't piece it all together. Check out FreightBrokerBootCamp.com. Trained over 10,000 students, been in, had that training program for over a decade, and we offer a 60-day, 100% unconditional money-back guarantee. I can't make it any easier than that. Check it out at FreightBrokerBootCamp.com. Thank you for joining me. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. I'm humbled that you allowed me to be a part of your day. Now subscribe to the podcast so we can do this more often. And for those of you that take the next 15 to 30 seconds to rate and review the podcast, thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. And who knows, maybe we'll give you a shout out on a future episode.